Moses led God's children forty years. He led them through the cold and through the night. Though they said, let's turn back, Moses said, keep going. Canaan land is just in sight. There will be no sorrow there in that tomorrow. We will be there by and by. Milk and honey flowing, that is where I'm going. Canaan land is just inside. Climb high mountains, we must not give up the fight. We must be like Moses, we must keep on going. Canaan land is just inside. There will be no sorrow there in that tomorrow. We by and by Milk and honey flowing That is where I'm going Canaan land is just inside There will be no sorrow There in that tomorrow We will be there by and Before uh, we sing that next special, I just wanted to share just a little bit about our speaker today. Again, uh, uh, they, the sages, were on the field for a number of years, and uh, they were in Puerto Rico as well as Japan, serving our military there. Not only did they reach out to the military, but also to the civilian population as well. And today, even in Japan, there's still a church there thriving and going well, and we're grateful for that. The sages, of course, felt God moving them in 2011. And in that move, they found themselves in Maynesville, Ohio, which is just uh, somewhat north of Cincinnati, Ohio. And they've been there then, uh, been there for some time now, the last five years. And so uh, they've been just moving right along there. The church itself was founded in 1821, so it was a very old and established church. Uh, but um, obviously, due to an aging membership and just a number of uh, needed building repairs, there was a lot of work to be done when they arrived. And in spite of all of that, the sages took the challenge and uh, followed the Lord's leadership and have begun that process of rebuilding and once again making the church extremely relevant in that community. And again, not saying that the church wasn't solid uh, biblically, but again, the numbers had dwindled and there was a number of things that needed to be taken care of. And they have stepped up to the plate and uh, just are doing a fabulous job working very diligently and seeing God do marvelous things there, reaching their community, making an impact and a difference there. Their logo is Making a Difference. Sound familiar to you? But nonetheless, it's a reality. And so they come off the field five years ago. And, of course, at that point, we ceased to support them. 
as they took a pastorate here in the States, but our friendship hasn't stopped. And so when finding out that they were coming through the area here, uh, Brother Sage, uh, I found out about that and uh, said, hey, Brother Sage, would you come by and at least preach for us, reacquaint uh, our membership, our people with you and your family once again. Again, a tremendous uh, couple and a wonderful family doing a marvelous work for the Lord. And we are glad that they can be here today and share with us what God's been doing in their lives over these last five years. And I trust and am confident that God will bless us today as we open our hearts to him and to the word of God today. All right, Morgan. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you all having me. Thank, thank uh, 
a hair up? Yep. All right, how's that? All right. Go sit with her today. That's nice. My wife always says, you know, I wish you'd sit with me once in a while at church, you know. So I was there for a little bit, honey. It was almost going to be a Sunday I got to sit with her. But but don't worry. Trust me. I'm, I'm just, we're glad to be here today, glad for the opportunity to preach. And, and really, uh, just to update you a little bit and uh, kind of share some things with you that uh, um, the Lord's uh, allowed in our lives and such. If you would, uh, I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 in a moment. But if you turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, that's really where we'll get started today. And we are in Mainville, Ohio. Uh, we've been down there five years. We started, restarted the church as of September 11, 2011. We had eight, eight people in the church at the time uh, that uh, voted me in as pastor. And uh, it was about on its, is almost done. Uh, they had a lot of problems in the last 10 years, probably about 10 years before that, uh, just some terrible problems. And uh, matter of fact, an old pastor went to jail. And you can imagine the problems that go along with that. But my heart was, uh, uh, was in my heart was, I hated to see a church with this kind of history go down. And uh, when God brought us there, uh, we decided we were just going to go ahead and see what God would have us to do uh, because the area is such a growing area and such an opportunity. Matter of fact, Warren County, just north, it's where Kings Island is, if you all know where Kings Island is. We're about five miles from that. Um, it's, one of the fa- it's the fastest growing county, I believe, in Ohio. Our township has almost tripled in size in the last 15 years uh, within a five-mile radius of our, of our church, and it looks like it's in the middle of the country. Uh, but within a five-mile uh, radius is 80,000 households. So there's lots of opportunities to serve the Lord, amen? And so we're just trusting God will use us. And uh, the last five years have been busy. Matter of fact, this is our first vacation in five years. This is it. And you say, how do you do it? You just work. You work for the Lord. You stay busy. And, and there's no regrets. There's no, uh, we're not sad about that. We would like more vacations, amen? Uh, but, you know, the ministry is uh, is work sometimes. And um let me tell you this. Uh, uh, I, w- I was thinking about it. Uh, uh, when it when it when it comes to serving God, I-, I want you to know, in the states is sometimes the hardest place there is to serve God. Now, I, I started a church in Puerto Rico. Uh, God blessed us in Japan. I mean, it was exciting ministry. Back in the states is different because this is our home and this is uh, it's working with a different group of people and and this is tough here if not as tough as anywhere in the world and so as you go and minister for God and you think well I wish we had the numbers of that mission field or I wish we were doing what that missionary was doing what you're doing here is so needed it really is and you know without churches like yours. Uh, that we wouldn't have missionaries, we wouldn't be able to support them. And so I'm very thankful for your church and your support through the years. And your pastor's friendship to me he came down and uh, preached a youth conference for us, a youth rally uh, that we had last year, or I don't know how long ago it was, and did a great job. It was a blessing to have him. And uh, I was thinking about it, Brother O'Donnell. I, I, I did preach here in 2008, but it was just to the teens. I was dropping off Hannah to go to camp, and it was like the night or something, I think, that we're going to camp, but I haven't preached to your church since probably 2001, and so it's exciting to be able to talk to you today. Uh, you're in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 1.9, in a familiar verse, it says, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. And also, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, another familiar passage of scripture. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. 
Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet uh, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch uh, was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. And verse number 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This morning I, I'd like to be an encouragement to you for a few minutes. I want to talk about some a, a few universal truths. A few universal truths. These are just some things that God put on my heart to encourage you all with this morning. Let's have a word of prayer together. Lord, I pray now that you'd bless the sermon. I pray that you'd help me as I preach. I pray your Holy Spirit's power upon me. And God, that you'd use me. Uh, may your word uh, shine today. And, and, and the points, Lord, that they'd be a help to the folks here today. And God, I also pray you'd, pr- you'd prepare hearts, Lord, that each of our hearts would be open, focused, and ready to receive the message that you have for them, Lord. And certainly I, I, I'm just a mortal man who's preaching a sermon. May God, your Holy Spirit, can interpret and help this message to be just what these folks need, each of them as individuals. And God, I pray that you'd help someone today and that, God, uh, we, we go on in our faith and trust you more and do more for you. And, Lord, I pray if someone's not saved here today that today would be the day of their salvation. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I want to be encouragement to you this morning. The fact is we often allow ourselves to get discouraged. Did you know that? We Sometimes we perceive the world that is around us or maybe our own lives and we take a look at it and we get discouraged sometimes. We get downtrodden. We, get, uh, we start to look at it and say, you know, we're not good enough. We haven't done enough. And sometimes that's true. But I want you to know today that no matter what's happened in the past and perhaps mistakes or downfalls you might have, you know, we got all got the same future. Isn't that good? Uh, we got the same exciting tomorrow. There's a new dawn on every day, and I love that. I'm glad about that. I can serve God, get up, and, and serve God again. And, and, and there's, a, there's great things ahead of every one of us if we allow God uh, to use us. And listen, I want you to know in my ministries uh, that uh, uh, there would be no way anything got done without God in it. And listen, you can trust God. And if anyone will trust God, uh, he can do great things in you. I I want you to know there's always been a better guy than Mark Sage to do the jobs that he's given me. There's always been someone better than me. There's always been better looking guys. I know it's hard to believe. Uh, Your pastor, you got the same problem as me, right? Um, Other than that. But listen, there's a, a, a go, serving the Lord, there's, I tell you, there's been better speakers, there's been more able, uh, gifted leaders than I am. But I'll tell you one thing God's got in me is a willing vessel, and that's all I am. It may not be the best vessel, it may not be the greatest vessel, but it's a willing vessel. And a long time ago, matter of fact, when I was 18 years old, I gave my life to the Lord. I was saved when I was eight at Truth Baptist Church. Uh, Dave Browning's dad was my pastor. And I got saved. Don Snow led me to Christ there at the altar. Uh, my whole family got saved. 
But I never gave my life to the Lord uh, until I was 18 years old. I was in the Marine Corps serving in Okinawa, and I gave God all of myself. And I didn't have much to offer him. Listen, if I could take you back to my life and how I grew up, I don't have time to tell you it all. But, you know, my dad was murdered when I was five, and uh, my mom remarried, and, and I was down in West Virginia. And, and my mom remarried, and he died seven years the same amount of years after my 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 dad died, uh, my stepdad died. It was just a, a sad, just depressed upbringing is the way it was. I joined the Marine Corps to get started to do somewhere to find to find some 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 hope in life. And I want you to know, I didn't have a lot going for me, but I I, tr- I tell you what, I, I I knew we had a God in heaven that could do something with me, and so do you. You you know you know what's great? Our God is not a respecter of persons. Sometimes you think, well, uh, Pastor O'Donnell. God respects Pastor O'Donnell. Do you know God respects him no more than he does you? You know, he's the same God in heaven for every one of us. I'll tell you what, you just need to have faith. And the first universal truth I want to give you is simply this. Have faith in God and God will bless you. Have faith in God and God will bless you. And I'm going to be throwing stuff out there. We'll just see where it goes today, all right? Uh, 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 But, you know, a lot of people, they say they have faith. Uh, but they really don't because their lives are not changed. If you have faith, your life will be changed. God will, you'll, you'll make different decisions. You'll do different things with your life. Uh, I, I want you to know, if you'll truly have faith in God, He will do something in your life. He will use you. It may not be the way you plan, uh, but He'll do something amazing in your life. Listen, I, I always tell people, you know, you, you know, us preachers, we're not all so great. You know, we're not. I always tell people I'm the top 10% of the lower one-third of my graduating class. I mean, that's how good I was. Uh, uh, but, you know, God bless. I graduated, amen? Matter of fact, I, joined, I graduated two weeks early. All my, all my teachers gave me uh, uh, all the finals early. And I remember the one English teacher, uh, I know she gave me the 69 to pass. I don't think I passed that final. But she said, you know, this guy, we got to just get him out of here and see if the, <laughs> something happened. Because uh, uh, I, I, I did it all early, long story. But listen, uh, the fact is, uh, I, in the Marines, I wasn't the fastest or had the greatest character or leadership. But God blessed me in the Marine Corps. And listen, the ministry has been the same way. I've never been the best or the greatest speaker, but I'm a plug away, trusted in my God, let him use me. And listen, we need to have faith in God. I love your church here. I love that you guys are having faith in God and pushing ahead. You know, let's quit resting back on our leaves and, 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 and saying, you know, we've done enough. You've never done enough. If you, as long as you've got breath, you can go forward. I remember going to Puerto Rico. And we, we started that church there. At a, we started in the arts and crafts room of a Coast Guard uh, community uh, uh, rec center. And uh, uh, we had about 20 people coming all of a sudden within like three weeks. And the Lord was blessed. And I said, well, listen, this is great. But listen, there's a whole island out there, Puerto Rican. And I said, let's, while we're reaching you guys, uh, let's go get out there. And they can't come on base, but we can go out to them. So I said, let's go rent something. I said, well, Pastor, you're moving ahead too quick, you know. And I said, yeah, probably, but let's go reach some people. And that's what we did. And so we already went off base, and we, we started a church off base, and we didn't have no money. You know, you know what's amazing? Baptists never have money. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that's the one thing we don't have. We don't have money. But you know what? We have a God in heaven we can trust. Yeah. 
You know, we went to Japan, and in Japan they had been in this building for 20 years, and it was a, it was, I'm not kidding you, the, the, the auditorium was shaped like an A. You know, it just fanned out like this, and it didn't get very wide. In the back of the church building, it was literally 25 feet. That was the back. Maybe from your sound booth over to that pole. That was the back of the building, and it got smaller as it came here. So this is our whole church. I'm not kidding you, about that side. The funniest thing about our church in Japan was there's a bathroom Literally in the middle, you know, uh, one door, one stall, one. I mean, just that's all that was there. You know, if you've been to Japan, it's small. And, and we had this one door and people would use it. They would go to the bathroom in the middle of service, right in the middle of the auditorium. You'd hear the toilet flush. I mean, I'm not going to get any more into it. We're dignified preachers here. Amen. But uh, I'm not saying anything else. But people, you know, they had no shame. Man, I'd rather die, you know. But, you know, we, we, I'd been there three months, and, you know, our people would pack, park on the streets. And, uh, uh, and we, had to illegal, we illegally parked for every service. No parking, zero. And so police would come around, and, and, and we'd have guards who would walk around the streets and looking for police. That's a good church, amen? You're looking, up, you're looking for the Japanese police. And so uh, uh, and, and, and we'd have to stop the service and say, everybody go move your cars. The police are here. That's, that that kind of kills an invitation, amen? <laughs> One day, uh, sure enough, a Japanese lady came knocking on the door. It was right, right before invitation, and she says, oh, oh, uh, police outside. And so, yeah, that means dismissal. And I told the church, I said this, I said, by faith, by God's grace, in three months we're going to have a new building. Now, they had a new, now, this is crazy. This is Japan. Uh, 21 years they've been in this building, and, uh, uh, and I said, listen, let's just trust God and do it. And, and they thought I was nuts. They really did. We were running about uh, 65, 70. We'd just gotten there. And uh, they, uh, uh, matter of fact, they, they said, uh, uh, Pastor, this has never been done before, uh, that anyone would move like this. And we had, our rent was $5,000 a month, and we had about $4,500 coming in. And that doesn't talk about any other expenses. The church was really hurting at the time. And I said, but we got to do something. So by the grace of God, I was out just walking down the street, you know, like I aimlessly do sometimes in Japan. And I was right outside the gate of the base. Our church was a kilometer and a half away with no parking. I was walking near the base, about 400 meters. I saw this old warehouse building with like a sign on it. And I said, that kind of looks like it's for rent. I didn't know. I called the number, and by the grace of God, God gave us that new building. It was an old warehouse. We had to completely remodel it with no money, uh, no workers, and, uh, you know, I, and, and no time left to do it. I mean, we just had to do it. Do you know within four months, we had spent $60,000, no help from the United States, not a dime from the United States. We had spent $60,000, and by the time we were done, we had $5,000 in the account. And uh, God had paid all the bills, and, and God supplied everything. And, you know, I'm just telling you, have faith in God. You know, the, we have the same God that built the temple in Israel. We have the same God uh, that uh, uh, built churches throughout the last two centuries to do great things. And I believe, even though I believe we're in the last days, I believe there's truth in the age of Laodicea. I think there's truth in there. I don't think it's, it's, uh, uh, it, it makes us have to fall into that. I think God can still give us revival. Listen, uh, 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 a few, uh, uh, universal truth is let's have faith in God again. Let's believe in him. Let's trust him. I'm not saying you'd be silly, but just trust him. Man, down in, down in we only run about 50 in, 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 in Cincinnati right now, down in the Cincinnati area. Uh, but, you know, people just need push, Pastor. 
people just need pushed. And God's blessed in some great ways. We, we just uh, remodeled our, our fellowship hall. and We have no money. We don't have any. I mean, pastor gets an idea. And I, I told one of my trustees, I said, next time I get an idea, smack me. You know, because uh, I'm, I'm tired. And, uh, we, but God blessed. And, you know, and he keeps blessing. Our parking lot hasn't been done in, in the recent 100 years. I'm not kidding you. Things cracking everywhere. God supplied the need of the cash for that. And uh, we just resealed it. That's just a band-aid for uh, what we have to do later. But listen, uh, keep pushing. Keep trusting God. Have faith in God. Listen, uh, if you'll have faith, God's going to bless you and use you. Uh, number two, uh, I want you to know this. I- I've learned this through the years. People are the same everywhere. Right. Do you know that? People are the same everywhere. You know, uh, you know I, I know there's different cultures and people groups and languages and religions around the world. But basically, people are the same everywhere. Uh, all people have a form of godliness. I've learned that through the years. And I don't care what country or what city you're in. Everybody's got some kind of a religion going. And, 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 and you know, in Japan, they have Buddhism. In Puerto Rico, they were, they're mainly uh, uh, Pentecostal or Catholic. Uh, you, know, it, you know, it doesn't matter which state you live in. Everybody's a Catholic or a, a Nazarene or a Methodist or a Baptist of some sort or non-denominational of some sort those are really big today but let me tell you it doesn't matter what religion they are what background they are i've learned this people are everywhere are searching for something they're searching for something that's real uh in our area uh in mason ohio that's the town next to mainville um they have like six mega churches all run over five thousand dollars five thousand people i mean just they have tons of money it's just amazing and they have a show every sunday morning literally they have a show uh and you just get to watch the 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 uh, entertainment the concert that they put on and, you know i want you to know that even though they're there doesn't mean they're christians necessarily i'm not saying they're not but i'm just saying people are searching for something legitimate you know i've heard over and over again just the last month is, is people are waking up to the fact that listen this is this is just commercialism in the church that's, I've had lost people tell me that. Uh, they say, this, th- there's just something not right about this. We had a young lady we led to Christ. She's an accountant. And she visited all those churches before she came to our church. And she said, you know, I went to those churches and, uh, you know, all my friends go to those churches. And yet uh, there's something missing there. There's something not right. And, and people are still searching. You know what we need to be? We need to be authentic Christians. Just people that are simple, who love God, who've given him all of our lives, are following him in holiness and righteousness. Listen, that's missing today. People are the same everywhere. Hey, people still everywhere get saved by the same gospel. Did you know that? It's the same Bible. It's the same truths. I remember I was preaching in Hawaii one time, and I was out there, and I was with a lot of, uh, I don't know what you call them, I wouldn't call them street people, but they're, 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 they're people from the, uh, from the neighborhoods there in Hawaii, and a lot of rough, rough crowd, and they, they go, brother says, you know, you can't reach the, the kids from the street with that same stuff you preach, you know, I said, oh, yes, you can. Listen, the same gospel I preached, I preached in Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans and, 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 and not only Costa Ricans, but uh, Puerto Ricans, but Haitians and, and uh, Dominican Republic and Cubans, they were getting saved there. Oh, why? Because it's the gospel. It's not Mark Sage, it's the gospel. When we were in Japan, uh, we, 
we re, we're reaching Filipinos and we're reaching uh, Chinese and, and we're reaching Koreans and we're reaching all nationalities of Americans. It's the same gospel. And I told that guy in Hawaii, listen, it's the gospel that makes the difference. And listen, as people are searching, uh, don't try to uh, be like them and act like them to reach them. How about you just give them that same old gospel, amen? Yes. That's yeah. what they need. And share it with them in love. Don't be in a hurry with the gospel, amen? Hey, we all believe in the soul winning plan. And every church tweaks it a little bit, and that's fine. But let me tell you, deliver it with love. Deliver it with patience. You know, how many people of you, by the way, we knock doors? This is a door-knocking church, amen? You guys go out and knock doors, amen? Uh, let me tell you. How many doors have you knocked on? A person says, yeah, I prayed the sinner's prayer 20 years ago, and they don't, there, ain't, there ain't a lick of uh, fruit in their lives. You know, just, just make sure when you lead someone to Christ that you do it and make sure and be patient and love on them. Uh, people need that today. People are the same everywhere. They're searching. Uh, they're looking for something all around the world and in the United States as well. Uh, many come to church even looking for something. Oh, that we might be authentic to them. You know, people are, are, are all over the world. They just simply need a Savior. You know, and, and they're just like us. They might speak a different language. Their skin tone might be different than ours. Uh, they, they might have a little bit of a different culture, but I want you to know this. They just need Jesus. I remember I was in Puerto Rico, and, and there was this young uh, lady. She was 11 years old. Her name was Stephanie. And she kept calling me Hermano Marco, Hermano Marco. And my Spanish wasn't very good, and it's even less now. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it turns out that she had been in a coma for, for weeks and after a car accident right near our church. And, and just a sweet little girl. And I, I remember it reminded me of one of my daughters. And it reminds me of this, that kids are, people are the same everywhere. And, and, and they just need the gospel. And so let's not forget that. People are the same everywhere. And I know this, thirdly, uh, the, uh, problems are everywhere. Problems are everywhere. Uh, sometimes this even happens in church. Uh, we come to church and we say, man, uh, everybody, everybody else has such perfect lives. But me, I'm the, I got problems. And we feel like that. You know, Matthew 5, uh, 45 says, uh, at the end of the verse, it says that the Lord, he said that the evil, uh, it, it, uh, the, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Listen, everybody has problems. You may not see them, you may not understand it, uh, but they're just like you. We all have problems. I tell you, the countries I've visited around the world, the states I've ministered in, I tell you this, I've noticed a lot of people have problems. They're needy people, and they need someone to care about them. Uh, uh, I remember uh, when we first got to Puerto Rico, all the shootings that were there, and they're still going on today. Matter of fact, if Puerto Rico was its own country, it would be number three on the list of uh, uh, murders in the world per capita. I had so many murders. One year we were there, they had 800 murders in an island 35 miles by 100 miles long. Dangerous place. I remember just up from the church, not a, not a half mile, someone shot up a car with an AK-47 killing four people at the mall. That was at the mall. You know, be careful of the mall in Puerto Rico, ladies. Uh, anything we can do to discourage our wives going from the mall, we, 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 we say it, we, we preach it, amen? Uh, another, woman, another woman was raped in that mall. Uh, our church was broken into twice down there. It happens. Listen, problems are everywhere. Uh, you know what? God's trying to get a hold of hearts through problems. We've got to be ready with the gospel. I remember I was in Bible college in Oklahoma City. We were there when the Murrah building blew up. I was in my first period class, and, and I heard a, a big boom. just a, And we were seven miles from the Murrah building. 
And I heard a big boom, and the first thing I thought of was it shook the rafters of our chapel uh, where we were having our class at the time. And the first thing I thought of was uh, the fact that, well, that someone's in trouble. It sounded like a sonic boom, maybe from Tinker Air Force Base. That's just what it sounded like to me. And, of course, we got out of class, and we got the news of the Murrah building. It was 250-some people get, being killed there. You know, I, we were in Southern California in, uh, uh, and just getting out of the Marine Corps uh, when uh, the riots were occurring, and we were stationed at Camp Pendleton there. Of course, we were in Japan in the tsunami, and uh, it, though we didn't get hit by any water, we had radiation plummeting our, uh, where we were living. As a matter of fact, our church went from 140 to 25 people in one week because everyone fled the area. Everybody disappeared. And church is still going today. They're running about 70 now, and they're, and they're coming back, and we praise the Lord for that. Uh, but listen, problems are everywhere. Uh, listen, you, you might have some tragedy coming your way, some kind of heartache that's in your life, and, and, and you don't know which way to turn. I want you to know, uh, God allows problems that we might, what? Look to Him. Friend, this morning, the greatest thing you can do, you might have a loss of a loved one, a sick relative, a wayward child, or a wayward brother. Uh, You might have uh, some financial problems or some sickness in your life. I want you to know uh, you're not alone in this world, but I, I I do know this. I don't know all the ins and outs and the whys of why this problem's in your life, but I know what God wants you to do. He wants you this morning to turn to Him and to trust in Him. Listen, God allowed it for a purpose, and I do know this, that no matter if it's for chastisement or that He might might increase our faith, either way, our reaction ought to be the same. We turn to God and trust in Him more. Listen, I, I encourage you to do that. You know, this morning, uh, uh, so there's a lot of truths I can give you. I don't know how, if I'll have uh, uh, time to give you them all, you know. Uh, but uh, the answer is still the Lord, amen. The answer is still the Lord. You know, the problems of life, the problems of, of society. The, and I'll tell you this, there's going to be more tragedies like Orlando in the future than less. Amen. And by the way, I'm still for our gun rights, amen? I mean, I mean they're, in Hawaii they pass a law, you, they, you must register all weapons now. And uh, I tell you, uh, I'm working on getting some unregistered weapons, amen? That's my goal in the next few years. And I'm not letting anyone know that I have them. I, I got several concealed carriers in my church, and they don't conceal it very much. You ever notice concealed carriers? They don't conceal, they're always like this, you know? You know, everybody, you know. I don't know if you have any here, uh, but uh, that's the way they are. So I said, conceal that a little better, you know. It's bad when they're your ushers, too. Any of you ushers out there? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about your church, all right. But listen, but I'll tell you this. While I'm for gun rights, it's not the answer. The answer is not social reform. The answers to our society's problems your problems is still Jesus. Amen. And we need to get a hold of the Lord in our lives. And as we talk about problems, just real quick, I want to mention this. Problems are relative. Did you know that? Your problems, you might look at someone else and you say, well, why are they so upset? They don't have problems like me. It doesn't matter if they're your problems or your problems. And we ought to be able to empathize with those people and care about them as believers. Just remember that. i got to keep moving. Listen, the fourth thing I want to talk about, just just some just some universal truths. This is kind of exciting to me, and it's an encouragement to me. I just want to throw it out there. Maybe it will be an encouragement to you. As it comes to Christianity, did you know it's a very small world? 
And I say that in a good way. It's a very small world. In the Marine Corps, we used to say this. We used to say uh, the Marine Corps is a small community, a small, it's a family. Because if you're in the Marines, you'll see that Marine again someday. It's just life because it's a very small uh, corps. You know, that's why they call it a corps. The Army might have five corps, and we had one. And so you, you end up seeing Marines again. But you know what's even a greater and more exciting family is the family of God. Because you know what? I, what's exciting is as I travel the world, as I travel the states, I can go just about anywhere, and there's a brother in Christ that I can have great fellowship with. And, you know, here at, uh, uh, here at Community Baptist Temple, you know, I, I know we can come here and just, uh, we wanted to go on vacation. I didn't pick some other church I'd never been to in town. I want to go somewhere where I'm going to be comfortable. You know why? Because what, what, we, what we know together, it makes us a small community of people who love God and just want to serve Him. And we don't have everything perfect, but we're trying to glorify our God and stick to the book and stick to the Word. And and that's exciting. I, I, I tell you, it, it's more than just that. I, I, through the years, I, I keep running into preachers and friends. And, and, you know, God brings us together in the most odd situations. I remember I was in Miami and I was flying to Costa Rica one time. And, and sure enough, there in the airport, someone yells at me, Hey! Hey, Bruce Sage, you know, and it's Daniel Garlic, uh, La Spada Evangelist, uh, La Spada Ministries, a great guy, and we had great fellowship there in the airport. I remember I was in LAX one time, and, and I was flying out back to Japan, and here comes Colonel Tyler Ryberg. Colonel Tyler Ryberg, he's a retired uh, uh, helicopter uh, squadron commander in the Marine Corps, and we were walking by, hey, brother, you know, and you know what's exciting? You can pick up in a moment like you never left off. You know, I haven't seen many of you in probably, uh, oh, what's it been, 15 years, many of you? But, you know, we can pick it right up. Like, like uh, none of us got any older. Amen. Uh, uh, <laughs> right? Right? But it's a precious family. I, I, hey, never, never undervalue or underestimate the value of your church family and of other believers who are like you around the world, because we can go anywhere. You know, we can go to someone comes by, and we just say, come on, stay with us, you know. Or we're traveling somewhere, and someone will say, hey, come fellowship with us, and and we can pick it like up. And, you know, what's exciting, we're going to be doing this for eternity, amen? Amen. Some universal truths I just want to throw at you here. You know, I was in, I was in Costa Rica, and same thing. I went to a Spanish-speaking school uh, down there to, for a month. And, you know, I ran into three families that I knew from years ago. One was from my Bible college. We were starting a, 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 a plane ministry, a, a whatever, uh, air, airplane ministry in Canada. Another fellow was from a church in Fairfax, Virginia that I preached at, and he surrendered to preach at that conference that I preached at in Fairfax, Virginia. He was now down in, uh, uh, he's in Ecuador now, still serving the Lord for the last 15 years. Exciting. Uh, you just run into people over and over and over again because Christianity, when it comes to Christianity, it's a small world. You know, just some universal truths for you this morning. I want to say this, and I've I got to keep moving. I've got to skip some things. One universal truth is not so exciting, and that's this. Death is sure. Death is sure. I didn't get to cover anything. I want to stay positive, but this last point is hard to be positive about sometimes. I want you to remember, this is universal. This is going to happen. We're going to die someday, every one of us. Are you ready? You, know, you don't know when it's going to come. You, you have no idea when you're going to die. You know, we were there in Japan that morning, and I was, uh, I was in the um, gym. It was about uh, 8.30, I guess, in the morning. 
and uh, my girl, two of my girls are at home doing some homeschool. My oldest daughter, she had just gotten a job at the, uh, on the base, and my wife had just gotten a job not very long before that on the base, just, just making a little extra money and getting us more than that benefits for the base uh, to help our church. And so I was at the gym, though, working hard, amen. And, uh, but I'd just gotten done working out, just got out of the shower and put my trousers on, putting deodorant on. All of a sudden, everything starts shaking. And, you know, that's normal. That's Japan. You know, every week we had a good, strong earthquake. Every week that we ever lived there. And so that was normal. But this one was a little different because after about 10 seconds, the earthquake was still going. And then it literally lasted like two minutes it was shaking. And I was in this big room on the second floor, and it was just lockers shaking. So I didn't think much of it. So I'm just sitting there putting my deodorant on and brushing my hair, and uh, uh, everyone's running. You know, everyone's running out. I'm, I've been here in Japan for six years. I ain't running from no earthquake. You know, if it's got me, it's got me. Let's be honest. That's just the way I felt. I, I really did not worry about it. Finally, some guy comes in who's a worker there at the, at the gym. He goes, hey, man. We're going to die. Can you get out of here? I can't leave till you do it. I said, all right. So I put my shirt on, and I grab my stuff, and I run out. Now, I run outside, and as I was coming out the second floor of the gym, there was water flooding everywhere, just going back and forth. There's a pool on the second floor of this gym. And when I got downstairs, there's people bawling and crying, and it turns out that pool water, I couldn't see this in the locker room, but the pool water was splashing off the ceiling on both sides back and forth and I just never got that view from a little small room that I was in it took us uh it was seven kilometers to get home it took us over two and a half hours uh we could had no communication with the family I didn't know where my wife was my two girls were home uh younger daughters were home alone at the at the house didn't know what was going on over there at this point we didn't know about the tsunami yet didn't know about the radiation leaks it was a scary night though I remember the, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the police and people were uh, doing sirens on the radio. We were living uh, in a place called Iwato, and uh, uh, they were coming over to loudspeakers saying things. We couldn't understand it. Uh, about 11 o'clock at night, someone comes pounding on our door, and a whole crowd of people, like a, almost like a, a, a protest of people coming up the street, but the, uh, uh, they were pounding on everyone's doors trying to get us to come out. We just hid up in our bedrooms, amen, just because they were trying to get everyone to evacuate and go to the evacuation center. Uh, I just figured I'd rather sleep in my own bed, amen, because uh, all the power was out. It was cold at night, about 40 degrees, and, you know, we didn't know the, all the damage yet, but... As you know, uh, some 30, I think it was 38,000 people died that day as a result of the tsunami. You know, it started out just like a normal day. Everybody got up, everybody was happy, everyone was joyous, and then many, many lives were lost. Friends, you don't know what will happen here. You say, Akron, we're pretty safe. When's the last catastrophe here? Oh, it doesn't take long. doesn't take long. It could be, you could, it doesn't matter though, you could die in your sleep. The question is, are you ready? Are you ready for the, are you ready for this? Listen, I, I've, uh, I've ministered in a lot of countries and a lot of states. Uh, I, I think about, I, I served as an assistant pastor. I won't, not even the churches I've preached in, but I've ministered in about seven states for an extensive amount of time. People are the same everywhere. They're looking for something. Uh, they're, they're trying to find something. What we need is the gospel. 
The gospel is the same in every place. The message is the same. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, the Bible talks about for us to know the Lord, you must confess the fact that you're a sinner. That's called repentance, a, a godly sorrow in our heart, a, willing to tur- a willingness to turn from our sin. And then you must put your faith in Jesus Christ if you hope to see heaven. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to die? Are you ready to meet your maker? Uh, Romans chapter 10, if you'll turn there real quick and we're done. Romans chapter 10, the Bible talks about uh, uh, the fact that what we need to do in order to attain eternal life. Romans chapter 10. If I can find it, I'll get there too. The Bible says there in verse number 9, Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, today I want you to realize death is sure. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, realize this is, might be your last chance to receive him and have eternity, uh, an eternal eternity in heaven. But I also want to challenge the believers that are here today. Have faith in God. Trust him. Keep pushing. Keep doing something for God. Realize we have a big, broad family that is all over the world that's just like us. And we're rooting for you to do what God wants you to do here in Akron. If you'll pray for us to do the same thing down in the Cincinnati area. Listen, God can still do great things or great things ahead for every one of us if we'll just keep seeking Him and trusting Him. I know you got problems. I know you have struggles. That's all right. Trust in your God and let Him do great things through you. Let's stand. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord.